Hey Seacast, I'm your host, Chrissy Swadley, and welcome to Yo Balance Co. We'll be talking about everything to do with health, fitness, well-being, and the power of your thoughts and the mind. So listen up, tune in, and let's go together. Hello Seacasters, and welcome to another episode. Firstly, how are you? I am currently one week in to my second lockdown. Um, definitely feeling like a lockdown pro. <laughs> my Sydney friends are actually week six or seven of lockdown, so they're the actual pros in this. But I've definitely entered my second lockdown experience with a better mindset, kind of more knowing what to do um, to keep my mental state at, in a better state, I guess. Um, getting active, setting little to-do lists, little goals every single day. Um, yeah, I just feel like in this time is definitely when it is important to take care of your mental health because slowing down is a huge trigger, especially for myself, of allowing your thoughts to kind of go crazy because slowing down and not keeping yourself occupied is when we have a lot of time to think. And it's usually when something is so uncomfortable like that is when it is important to work on it and you do have some inner work or inner healing to do. And like I said, slowing down and being at home and kind of feeling a little bit out of control, you know, I feel like right now we don't have much control of what's going on. It's completely up to the government and that is a huge trigger and so we're slowing down. They are huge, huge triggers for um, fear, anxiety and somewhat depression for me and it's something that I am extremely aware of and it's it's made me feel really really passionate about speaking about it and really dedicating today's episode with triggers and how to become aware of triggers everyone has them and what I mean by triggers it's just something that happens, um, whether it's certain circumstance, what someone says, a word that someone uses that really affects you and affects your perspective on what's happening. Um, And what a trigger can mean to you can be completely different to someone else. And becoming aware of these triggers helps you deal with it and cope with it so much better rather than just kind of um, acting and responding from your past self. So all triggers and anything that affects us in a way actually comes from our child self, something that has happened to us in the past that makes us feel a certain way. We naturally as humans, we predict our future from our past experiences. I feel like I need to repeat that. We predict our future from our past experiences. So crazy. That's where a lot of our self-doubt comes into play. So going back to triggers, I want to give you guys an example. And it's something that was kind of like my first trigger I became aware of. Um, And it was feeling like I was dumb. Mm, I know. It isn't something that people say to me now. If anything, it's the opposite. But I, look, I'm not saying I'm fucking Albert Einstein or anything, but I do know a lot about um, topics that I'm passionate on. People say the opposite. I'm just some intelligent podcaster over here. No, but you wouldn't really 
have a conversation with me and think that I'm a dumb person because I'm actually quite highly intelligent in, in, in my own little niches. Look, if you uh, put some algebra in front of me, I'd, I'd run away. I, opposite direction, see you later. No idea. But in school, I definitely wasn't the brightest girl around. I failed all my classes. Um, I dropped out of school, actually, really early, year nine. At the end of year nine, I dropped out of school. I didn't really um, put much effort into schooling. Looking back at it now is for the sheer fact that the way that schooling is isn't how I um, process information and how I can learn. I actually spoke about on my story yesterday how a few years back I was diagnosed with uh, slight ADHD and one of the symptoms with ADHD is how you kind of process information and how you learn and I'm someone who I'm extremely creative and I learn in a way that it needs to look like art basically so for now, now I've learnt that colour coordination is my best friend when it comes down to planning, when it comes down to um, the structure of things being laid out. Um, colour coordination is key. And even to this day, I still struggle with a lot of things um, that require me to have a lot of reading involved. So I've recently just finished my Cert 3 in um, personal training. Um, I'm now a qualified fitness instructor and I still have my Cert 4 to do. But with my Cert 3, I was still so extremely passionate about fitness. So it's definitely something that I put a lot of energy into um, learning about. But because there was a lot of research that was involved about topics that I'm not so passionate about, um, like, you know, first aid, which is obviously an essential, but I'm not like passionate about it. Like this is just an example. Um, and I did find it actually quite difficult for me. And anyone who does struggle with ADHD, they would know a lot about the hyper-focus that we go through. And I'm someone who I have extreme hyper-focus. I'm either all in kind of thing, like all in attitude when it comes down to learning. Um, I'm either obsessed with it or I my brain cannot process it. And that is a huge, huge struggle um, that anyone with ADHD does go through. And I've definitely learned to um, kind of use it in my advantage in a sense and understand that if I'm passionate about something, I will I will ace that shit. <laughs> and I've just learnt to make sure as a career I'm doing what I, I love. But I wasn't, I wasn't taught that in school. I basically just had to learn and do and achieve what everyone else was doing around me and how schooling was that isn't how I process information. So... I, yeah, I fucking sucked. I failed at everything and everyone around me knew and all my friends, every single one of them were in the top grades at school, every single one. I had a pretty big friend group and literally every single one was in like the top two and I shit you not, I was in the bottom of low and it was kind of like a joke for my friends because everyone was so smart, they would kind of joke about it. And it did get to a point where it really did affect me. I actually got embarrassed to speak sometimes because uh, my friends, not they wouldn't really make fun of me. I never really got teased, but it did affect me. And I never really voiced it. I was young and 
Um, you just you don't know how to voice things like that. And I was didn't really even acknowledge how much it was affecting me. I just knew that subconsciously I was pulling back of um, certain things, whether it was answering questions or speaking in big groups of people, afraid that I was going to say something that sounded dumb on their end. But yeah, that that's where that trigger definitely stemmed from. And to this day, I still get subconsciously triggered by it in a sense where I feel like, oh, I can't speak in um, in the Zoom call about this topic because I, I'm not smart enough. I don't know much about this um, particular topic that we're talking about, so I don't want to do it. And I, I haven't had that feeling in quite some time purely for the sheer fact of I've learned to go against it. Um, it was really, really loud at the start of my my career with social media. I would get on my stories and I would watch them about a hundred times thinking, do I sound dumb? Like, are these, are these words too simple? <laughs> and expanding my vocabulary has definitely been a huge goal of mine because that is something that I struggled with in school was my vocabulary and that's where a lot of the um, quotation marks teasing came from. Um, they would just tease my vocabulary because it was quite simple and it definitely was and I have worked on that over the past uh, four or five years, especially with running my own business. It is an essential, I feel like, because you do want to sound professional. I feel like that is so important, especially when you are having a podcast and talking on a, your YouTube channel. It, it really is important to um, play the part and it is something that I personally focused on and really educated myself through um, YouTube videos and podcasts and reading to expand my vocabulary and that was something that was a huge trigger um, when I first started my social media was I was afraid to get on my stories because I felt like I um, sounded too too simple <laughs> too simple too dumb I was just so fearful of um, people um, thinking that of me and I remember it would subconsciously affect me so much whether it was at job interviews or just something that was really important in my early teenage years I would just go into an interview or wherever it was with all the self-doubt of thinking I'm not going to get this job because I am too dumb they're going to know straight away that I'm too simple um, they're going to ask me some questions and I my mind just going to go completely blank like it always does and yeah, uh, it, it definitely did. And I struggled to get jobs at an early age. I really did. Um, and you know what? It had nothing to do with really me being dumb. I think it had more to do with how I went into that interview with all this self-doubt and all this hate towards myself. And you know what? It wasn't until I started to gain a little bit more confidence in myself where I actually started to get accepted everywhere that I went. And this confidence definitely did stem from my my social media platform, if I'm being real with you. Not for the sheer fact of, oh, I've got followers, so I'm better than everyone else. It was that people started to notice me in a sense of um, being, being an inspiration and being someone who has a bit of knowledge and who can help them. And that to me was a huge, huge spike in my 
my self-confidence and my self-love. And I did have, I did start my platform when I still um, had normal nine to five jobs. And I remember I started to apply for all these other jobs. And I went into these interviews just with a completely different headspace about myself. And it wasn't even, like I didn't even go into these interviews with, oh, I'm so smart. I went into these interviews just with a ball of confidence. Like I started to look at myself in other other ways. I didn't think of myself as, oh, I'm so intelligent. It's, oh, people like me because I'm confident and I'm loud and I am who I am. I started to actually acknowledge the positive behavior that I have rather than this negative trigger that I created over time and this negative aspect about myself. I started to just really focus on the good. And triggers, they they fucking stick with you. And they can, without you knowing, really affect your relationship. Um, Joel and I actually talk about, like we openly talk about our triggers, whether they are from past experiences. You know, I've got girlfriends who really um, have huge, huge triggers with the fear of their partner cheating on them or leaving them because it's happened to them before. So the way that they behave is they're they're a complete fucking psychopath to their partner because they're so used to that. So if their partner is out and about with mates, um, it's a huge, huge trigger for them and it it makes them behave and act in a way that they normally wouldn't act if that didn't happen to them before. And, you know, some people say that uh, past experiences are, you know, they can be a learning curve and then you can watch out for the red flags. But like I said before, we are naturally predicting our past experiences from our future. So obviously it's important to separate the two and understand what red flags are in a relationship, but also understand if these are actually red flags or if it's just your trigger, if it's just your past experiences coming in into play and making you feel a certain way. And it's it's just it's extremely common. Not in not only in relationships, not only in self-doubt, but it can happen in all aspects of your entire life. And it can be so harming on on you as a person and those around you. And I did, I just really wanted to voice this in a short little podcast today to just kind of plant that seed in your head about triggers and for you to sit back and kind of set some awareness on yourself if you do have any triggers and where they stem from and ask yourself them questions. I've definitely become aware of my triggers through meditation and also through other people voicing them um, to me and that's why I do feel like it is really important to have a a solid friend group around you or a solid partner who can voice your weaknesses. Um, and you need to also learn to allow people to voice your weaknesses without getting offended because I fucking love when people give me a weakness because then it's something that I, I can challenge myself with or ask myself, you know, oh, why do I behave this way? 
um, a few years back, I actually had one of my best mates, Matt Karma, who is fucking incredible. He is actually um, coaching for relationships at the moment. He was a business coach a few years back, um, and now he's a relationship coach, and he's just absolutely killing it. Anyway, so he said to me one time, um, I am actually afraid of you, Christy, as a friend. And look, he didn't say it like that, but he just said that I, as an individual and as a friend or as a girlfriend, I, not, not, I didn't date him, but like me as a person, really, I have very high expectations in how my friends or my partner or anyone around me, how they should be. And he would always fear to make plans or to... Um, make suggestions on what we should do just for the sheer fact that it wasn't going to be good enough for me and I was going to be disappointed and this was this was a huge huge turning point for me because yeah yeah I I fully agreed with him I didn't know that I had high expectations of those around me but I really really did and look in all honesty it's not bad to have expectations of your life but to have expectations on how people should be, I don't truly believe in because your expectations aren't right. They're not wrong, but they're not right. And just because they're your expectations on how someone should be doesn't mean that person should be that way. Um, we, again, our expectations just stem from what we're used to and our past and yeah, he brought that up to me and that was a huge turning point in my personal growth as as a friend and as a lover and as someone to be around. And I have worked on that over the years, but working on your weaknesses is such, uh, it's such a healing process and becoming aware of your weaknesses as well and becoming aware of your triggers and all these things, they are not, they're not weaknesses. Like... I love nothing more than finding an area that I'm lacking in and working on it. And like I said before, with my trigger um, that stemmed from my teenage years, I I learned to kind of focus on the opposition of that. Not only did I learn to educate myself and um, kill that trigger and kill that it didn't exist, but I... I really just started to focus on the confidence that I had and acknowledge when that triggered occurred and I would catch it in the moment and like repeat certain affirmations in myself that would kill that self-doubt, you know. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm intelligent, but I would say, but I'm confident, but I'm loud and I'm proud and I'm happy and um, this person needs me. Like with if it was a job interview, I would just constantly tell myself these different affirmations and everyone's trigger is going to look completely different and it will come out in different areas whether it's an argument whether it is like mine like a job interview whether it's when you're getting on your social media story and you're doubting yourself or you're comparing yourself to someone else just really become aware of when this trigger comes into play it can even be a simple word that triggers you, um, you know, like whether it's crazy, whether it's narcissist, whether it's just a word that has been thrown at you at an early age of your life that has made you feel a certain way 
and it's just stuck with you. And just become aware of this and it's really important to not get angry and blame anyone around you who is affecting your trigger because you need to take into consideration that they have no fucking idea that it's your trigger. It's your perspective on the situation and how how that person has said it because it's a trigger to you. And this is this is so important, especially whether it is in relationships or friendships. If you're wanting to move forward is to one voice it's a trigger voice it's a trigger in your relationship that that word or what's happening or whatever it is affects you and you and your partner work on that or you and whoever's around you work on that but it also takes you as an individual to work on that trigger and to beat it because yes you and your partner can work in limiting that word or whatever that trigger is, but a hundred and thousand percent that word's going to come out again in your everyday life by somebody else. So, yes, you can one definitely um, voice it with your partner, but it is so 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 important to work on healing that trigger within you. And through healing, it comes down to becoming aware of where it stemmed from and working on it and challenging it. But anyway, guys, I hope you did like this short episode. I say short, but it's still like 25 minutes long. (laughs) But yeah, I just feel really obliged to voice how I'm feeling right now um, and speak about this topic because it's something that I've wanted to, I wanted to just sit down and record record for quite some time. Um, Just feeling pretty inspired, you know, just came back from a walk with the kids, feeling pretty great, but uh, I'm going to go. Got to do the uh, dinner and bath run. That's a that's a fun, stressful time. To all my mums out there in lockdown, homeschooling, you were killing it, okay? Have a breakdown, have a glass of wine, have a nap, do whatever you need to do and then get back at it. Make sure you are prioritising your, your self-care time because it's something that I have definitely found that this round of lockdown has just saved me, you know, just still prioritising working out, still prioritising my nap, and actually scheduling in alone me times. It's just, we need it. We deserve it. Anyway, guys, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.